You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts. Roll with Coda and roll on over to our digital fare management system that lets you digitize dollars and save money every time you ride. Never pay more than $4.50 a day or $62 a month, no matter how many times you ride. Learn more at coda.com forward slash transit app. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Pizza Friday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. The Boston Red Sox traded away one of the faces of the franchise from 2018. No, not that one. The other one. No, not that one. He might walk in free agency. Oh my God, they're getting rid of everybody. We break down why Andrew Benintendi to the Royals is the perfect piece of cold revenge served to the Boston Red Sox and Red Sox Nation. On the Yankees side of things, it looks like Brett Gardner might not be back. It looks like Brett Gardner might not be talking to the Yankees. It also looks like Brett Gardner is looking for a lot of money for some reason. We're going to break that down. And then we are going to play the extension game. We're going to list off a bunch of Yankees who may or may not be eligible for extensions in the next couple of years. We're going to estimate the years. We're going to estimate the dollars. We're going to estimate whether or not we think they're going to actually happen. So stay tuned for that. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Make sure to drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. That mailbag question can be, why do the Boston Red Sox seem intent on tearing down a 108-win world champion from the ground up? That I don't know, but it is extremely funny. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the pod, the pod you're on three times a week because it is your podcast. How you doing? Let's rip the Red Sox again. I am great, and <clears throat> what a topic to start off with because we just got done with our hate update with Nick Pavetta last episode, and now we're jumping right into the Red Sox making another detrimental move to uh, the fabric of their franchise in trading Andrew Benintendi to the Royals, and guess what? We still don't even know who is going to the Red Sox back in this deal. It's players to be named later. I know there was one or two names that got thrown around. The Mets got, the Mets were involved. They got somebody. They sent somebody to the Royals or whatever the hell it was. But nonetheless, Andrew Benintendi, a first-round pick in 2015, storms his way up to Major League Baseball the very next year in 2016 and is a very integral 
member of this 2018 World Series team. He had a great kit. He had a, <clears throat> I think he was only up his rookie season in 2016 for like 30 or 40 games. But yeah, he, he started tremendous. in the playoffs. Yeah, and he started <laughs> in the playoffs and he was tremendous. He had a great year, batted almost 300. He hit some home runs. He was stealing bags. He looked great. 2017, tremendous year. 2018, same thing. 2019, a little bit of a regression. What do you want? You want the guy to have fucking all-star seasons every single year. 2020, injured, plays 14 games. Red Sox say, you know what? We can't afford your $6.6 million salary for 2021. Too hefty. Too hefty because we instead just took a giant $8 million load off the Yankee or $9 million load off the Yankees payroll and Adam Adovino because we think that's more worthwhile. So they trade Benintendi. To the Royals, once again, players to be named later. It's not even significant. They decided to trade this man at his lowest possible value, which to me speaks to, of most of all, <clears throat> out of all of this, the Red Sox identity. They don't have one as an organization. Why do you say that? <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know what's going on here. But um, <laughs> over the course of the last decade or so, actually since 2010, the Red Sox have had four different general managers and five managers. Yes, they've won two World Series. I know that we're going to get beaten down for that because the Yankees have zero over that span. The Yankees oh, still haven't won one beat since Beat me. Oh, beat me down. Yeah. yeah, beat me down. I mean, I'll take the argument, but guess what? I'd rather have consistent greatness and a willingness to win and uh, a fan base that demands more uh, a better product on the field in New York then the Red Sox, who missed the playoffs seven times since 2010, finished last in the AL East four times. And <clears throat> the Yankees only missed th the playoffs three times over that span and finished just uh, worse than second in the division two times. They finished third and fourth place. And that's a great run. Uh, you look at and you look at all these other people that the Reds that kind of have exited the Red Sox, Mookie Betts. Red Sox fans have convinced themselves that he wasn't worth the money or that he didn't want to stay in Boston and that the trade was justified. Cool. Then you look at Dave Dombrowski. Oh my God. He gutted our farm system. Screw this guy. He won you a world series. You won the, you won the easiest coast to coast world series. Anybody's seen in probably the last 20 years. No stress. And, you'll never see a better team than we'll, that. We'll never. And then Theo Epstein, they don't even care when he leaves. Oh, great. We don't even need you, dude. Enjoy, enjoy Chicago. It sucks over there, bro. And this is just what it is. And this it's the, just the best way I can articulate this is they have no organizational identity. They are an amoeba. They have no backbone. It's just whatever John Henry wants at any certain point in time. And the fans are going to buy into it. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. And they always will, and they have. And that's my rant on it. I think this is very stupid of them to do. At the very least, you hold on for Ben Benintendi for the first half of the season. You see if he rebuilds his value. You trade him at the deadline. But no, Heim Bloom apparently probably plucked out two bullshit top 30 prospects from the Royals uh, farm system. And now they're going to turn in, you know, to the next friggin uh, greatest relievers we've seen in this generation. Not going to happen, by the way, because he is not the Rays anymore and he will not be. So anyway, terrible move, lack of identity. I hate the Red Sox.
Yeah, it goes back to 2004, right? The the idiots, Johnny Damon and Manny Ramirez win the World Series. Uh, then the next offseason, oh, we got outbid slightly by the Yankees for Johnny Damon. Yeah, we're good. Let him go. Yeah, now he's a traitor. Why is he a traitor? You decided not to pay your iconic player who was then good for the next five years, dumbass. And then, oh, Manny Ramirez, we've still got Manny as the face of the team. Oh, wait, we have a chance to get a whiter Manny Ramirez? Awesome. Get out of town. Here comes Jason Bay. Uh, Andrew Benintendi is 26. He's 26 years old. Do, do you realize how young a 26-year-old former first-round pick, top 10 pick from the very recent history is? You know how valuable that is to have on your roster? Um, he, he's now gone. So that's Mookie Betts, gone. Benintendi, gone. Uh, Khalil Lee might be the best player to have changed hands in this trade. He goes to the Mets. The Mets give up absolutely nothing in this. They just are somehow involved in a three-way trade. Yes, yeah, we'll take a top 10 Royals outfield prospect. Thank you. That's free. Great. We'll have that. The Royals send Franchi Cordero to the Red Sox, who a 230 hitter with significant power, big time pop, uh, but he doesn't make contact with the ball that often. Huge whiff guy, huge light tower power strikeout man. It, sometimes I feel like I'm living in 1940 and the rest of baseball likes failing in 2020. Didn't the Red Sox win a lot of games in, in 2018 because Andrew Benintendi made consistent contact with the baseball? An incredible batter at putting the bat on the ball with runners in scoring position. There's almost nobody more fearsome in the lineup with risk. And now suddenly you're, you're looking at the Yankees with Judge and Stanton and you're saying, uh, we, should, we should replicate that. We should get more high-variance strikeout power hitters. That'll play in October. What are you talking about, Bloom? Hunter Renfro? Like, you're, you're remodeling your biggest strength. You're turning your outfield into the Yankees swing and miss outfield. I do not comprehend this. And obviously, Franchi Cordero, not only does he swing and miss like Judge, but he's much worse. So uh, interesting. I'm sure he'll hit a huge bomb against the Yankees at some point. But none of this matters because the bigger point here is Red Sox fans should like rooting for the players they like to root for. They like Andrew Benintendi. They like Mookie Betts. You're turning fandom into this ridiculous concoction where everybody's replaceable. Hopefully, we can approximate 75% of Benintendi at one quarter of the cost. Look at me. Who cares? People like the players who were on the roster, and Betts and Benintendi should have been in Boston together for 15 to 20 years, going into the Hall of Fame. Instead, Betts is going to be wearing a Dodgers hat, and Benintendi's going to be trying to rebuild his value in Kansas City. Congrats on going from the easiest, most permanently, perfectly built roster to just a whole pile of rubble because you chose to. Well done, Boston. Wow. The Red Sox are like an ingrown hair in my nether regions. And speaking of cleaning those up, support for Yanks Go Yard is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. That's why Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever. The Lawn Mower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawn Mower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Because yes, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? That's your balls. They smell like Fenway Park. So you're going to want to clean that up. If you don't already do so, make sure to get your hands on some Manscaped. And if you need the product, you're in luck. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Don't be like High and Bloom. 
Be prepared for being a major league GM. Trade your bad players for good players instead of good players for lottery tickets. 20% off, free shipping with the code fansided 20 at manscaped.com. Who boy. Love it. Talking about the Red Sox gets me way more wild up than it should on a Friday morning. I should be enjoying waffles, slathering syrup on some delicious sausages. Instead, I'm just... Re- uh, why am I mad about Andrew Penintendi? Shouldn't I be glad that the Red Sox traded somebody who yeah. I thought was going to torment me for like 20 years? We're figuring the, the out Andrew a way Benintendi, to just be obnoxious. The Andrew Benintendi walk-off reel against the Yankees is already like four or five clips mm-hmm. deep. He's, he spent like three years in the majors, and he's already gone. By the way, I like everything the Royals are doing more than anything the Red Sox have done. Uh, and I, I will subscribe to whatever baseball publication goes, you know, it's had a pretty good offseason the Royals. Carlos Santana, Andrew Benintendi, Mike Miner. And you know what? Maybe the Red Sox shouldn't have traded for a bunch of 220 platoon hitters. Uh, I guess we'll see. Lottery ticket central. Anywho, speaking of spending a little too much money on a potentially redundant fifth outfielder, the Yankees and Brett Gardner don't appear to be on speaking terms right now, which is weird because as soon as they cleared up the Adam Montevito money, a bunch of people rushed into my mentions and into the world of Yankees Twitter saying, "Ugh, if all they do is give Gardner this five million bucks, I'm going to be so mad. Then the Yankees signed Darren O'Day at an incredibly cheap price and everybody sort of pivoted to, oh, they didn't just throw money at Gardner. Pretty awesome. Anyway, they will be throwing money at Gardner, though, right? Now, a couple weeks later, the Yankees are not talking to Gardner, who made it very clear today. Uh, uh, Thursday, he tweeted uh, through John Morosi, his, his mouthpiece, that he very much wants to play next year. Rumor has it he's still seeking five to seven million. That's not going to happen in the Bronx. Is Brett Gardner prepared to play somewhere else? Would he actually go to St. Louis or Seattle or one of the many teams that could use a lefty bat? I don't see why not. It's sad because we did not expect this to be his last season in pinstripes, playing in front of no fans, 60 games, not getting off to a hot start and kind of everybody, everybody was impatient last year from the fans to, you know, front offices to whoever was following the game. A lot of snap judgments here on looking what players did right off the jump. And it was not conducive. The the, the way last year was structured, the way MLB handled uh, stopping and starting the season again, in addition to the, uh, the money dispute with the players and the owners, in addition to not agreeing to safety protocols until the buzzer, which was the most important part of all this. Uh, I don't, as a player, I don't know how you were going into the season with the right mindset. Um, though for some other people, unfortunately they needed to kind of like Gary Sanchez was a guy who kind of needed to not have the worst season of his career. So that's kind of where I guess we draw the line in terms of judgment, but, uh, Gardner didn't have a great year, turned it up in the second half though, and then started, uh, most of the playoff games. So there was clearly, he was still valued by the Yankees. Um, at this point, based on Cashman's comments a couple of weeks ago, really doesn't seem like he's coming back. Uh, he danced around the questions about if there's a reunion in place. I don't see why Gardner wouldn't go somewhere else. Uh, he's not going to end his career just because the Yankees aren't going to re-sign him. I don't think Gardner's that type of dude. Um, I think this raises other questions, though. Does this mean the Yankees are high on Talkman? Does this mean Greg Allen is going to get legitimate playing time? Does this mean Giancarlo Stanton is going to see some reps in the outfield? Does this mean... We could be trading for Joey Gallo like we keep talking about. I don't know. But there's a lot of questions here that we kind of have to address because Gardner not being here. Gardner's not coming back for that price tag. I think we get that out of the way. It's just not happening. We know. No way. We know exactly what's going on in the front office. We we are. We, we just know. You know, they're not going over 210. 
You know, they're not making any blockbuster deals until probably the deadline. Um, and at this point, it's evident if the Yankees haven't made an offer to Brett Gardner or even begun negotiations, I don't know why you think with pitchers and catchers reporting in a week that this is going to materialize just out of nowhere. So <laughs> I think that he has a very legitimate chance of playing somewhere else. I do too. It's just weird. It's it's weird that his expectations wouldn't be a little bit adjusted, yeah. especially since he already pocketed the you know buyout money. Like yeah. the he's voided a mutual option and paid Brett Gardner. And now they would have to pay him again, and that's fine. But he already got like, you know, in the two million range, he would probably be getting around two or three more million. That's a solid payday for a farewell tour. If he really wants to come to the Yankees, he would probably accept that. The Yankees have all the leverage in the world here, presuming that there's not a five to seven million dollar offer on the table somewhere else, which once again, I can't imagine there is. There, there are guys like Trevor Rosenthal who aren't getting paid yet. There are guys who are younger with the same skill set as Brett Gardner that are making like a million bucks. Um, I loved what Gardner did in 2020. I loved how he battled back after an August where he looked a step or two slow. He hit for power in September. He got on base like he always does. And he was, once again, starting playoff games, homering in Cleveland, being Brett Gardner. Uh, He'll give you a good at-bat every time. He shouldn't be a starting outfielder at this point, but he wouldn't be. He'd be your fifth outfielder, fourth at the you know highest point. Uh, I would take that. I just wouldn't take it at five to seven million dollars. And I don't think anybody else would either. Very sad. Don't want to see his last moment in pinstripes be tipping his cap to an empty stadium. Uh, please come home, but not for the price tag that you're asking for. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's the extension game. Stick around. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. It's officially game time. No, it's not spring training. It's not pitchers and catchers. And it's not opening day, which is officially 1.05 p.m. in the Bronx, April 1st against the Toronto Blue Jays, by the way. First game of the year in Major League Baseball. Very exciting. Uh, are you going to be in the 10% of fans who will be in attendance? I don't know. I probably won't be. Maybe I'll be there by uh, eh, June. Eh, probably not going to go in April. But if you like freezing cold baseball in pre-vaccination pandemic stadiums, then uh, go on ahead. I know it's been tough to stay away from Yankee Stadium for so long. Regardless, the roster on the field for opening day this year is largely set, but what about the years to come? Several key Yankees are coming up for possible extensions or free agency by the time uh, they have to make some big spending decisions this offseason and the next. Some players might not even get tendered contracts this offseason. There is a lot of change coming and a lot of money has to be saved for certain people. So it is time to play a game of extension talk. We're going to be predicting whether or not the Yankees extend these players. We're going five deep here. We're going to predict whether it happens in New York and what the price tag and total years are going to look like, according to both Thomas and I. First up on the extension list, someone who still feels uh, like a pretty safe bet to me, but we'll see what everybody's. Th- I guess I just gave the I gave away my answer. That's okay. Well, uh, we'll hear both sides. Glaber Torres, Thomas, what do you think? Will he be extended, and what's the price tag looking like? I don't think he's going to be extended this offseason. Then again, I think this is the time because we know the Yankees are not spending for 2021. I think you look ahead for a couple of these guys and get the financial burden out of the way because after 2022, you know your fate. You got Aaron Hicks, you got Garrett Cole, and you got Giancarlo Stanton. And those are the people under contract, and that's the end of the story. Everybody else up in the air. Torres, though, I don't think you extend right now. Um, I can't even put a dollar figure on it for you because – you don't know. It, 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 it depends what he's playing. If he's the shortstop of the future, then that's a lot more money. But you have DJ LeMay. You just gave him a six-year deal. doesn't seem like DJ's moving off second, especially with Gio Rochelle here for quite some time. Um, 
So I think he's got to prove himself in 2021 in order to get that extension, maybe next off season, but then you're running into a lot of other issues with other people. So I think Torres is probably going to be the last one out of these group of people that we talk about to get an extension. Agreed. This offseason, I'm ruling it out. Um, it's going to be two years down the line, probably. Like you said, they want to see him at shortstop this year. And there's a star-studded shortstop free agency class next year. Carlos Correa, not going to happen. Maybe Steve Cohen lost all his GameStop money. We could do Francisco Lindor, but that's probably not going to happen either. Uh, so Javier Baez, Trevor Story, uh, Corey Seager, theoretically. Uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot going on. So the Yankees aren't going to pay him before that shortstop bonanza. That's for damn sure. I do think two years down the line, they are they will consider extending him. I'm going to ultimately predict that they do, and I'm going to say he's a he's a, a big money candidate. So mm -hmm. seven seven years, two hundred ten million or so. Ooh. They're only extending him if he pans out. So if they do extend him, it's going to be a boffo figure. Uh, and if he's not a good shortstop for the next year or two, then he's not staying. So then then the equation changes. Clint Frazier. Stole a starting job last year, finally cemented himself. A lot of people sort of agree he's going to be a 25 to 30 homer bat this year when he gets that regular playing time. Sorry to Brett Gardner. Again, apologies in advance. When do the Yankees extend Clint Frazier? Do they do it? And how much will it cost? Do they do it? This offseason, no. I think he's kind of in the Torres uh, situation right now. Clint, super two player. So essentially he has four years of arbitration instead of three. This year he's making 2.1 million. I think the Yankees roll the dice with that. They see if he can replicate his uh, defensive showing from this past season. Very short, uh, small sample size. They're going to want to see that lengthened over 162 games. It's clear that they are confident that he can do that because they're not apparently not bringing back Gardner based on the information that we're hearing. Um, so I think you wait two years probably, and then figure it out because then again, nothing against Clint. It's an outfielder and you could probably make do with letting him go throughout the arbitration process. And you don't want to overpay him because you don't entirely know what he's going to be capable of on all fronts. So I think like we said, he's looking at two years down the road. Yeah, cool for Clint that we're even talking about this yeah. after he abandoned, you know, the locker room in the <laughs> middle of 2019, making defensive gaffes and refusing to answer for himself. And it was like, ooh, Clint's a problem child. Ooh, Clint's at Scranton taking Instagrams by the side of the road. And then, no, you, he was never really, I don't think he ever really fell out of favor with the Yankees. But man, he took some huge steps forward this year. Uh, Maturity-wise, baseball-wise, everything-wise, and the relationship seems to be pretty cemented at this point. That being said, though, he's not going to be, you know, unless he absolutely explodes, he's not going to be the kind of guy who receives a longer extension or a longer free agent contract than, say, like four years, 90 mil at any point. Like, and that's a lot. So I don't even know. Like, is he really going to make more money than Michael Brantley on the open market? I no. guess it depends on how much of a superstar you think he's going to be. Um, but I don't see Clint getting extended before free agency, unfortunately. Um, I think the Yankees are going to let that play out. There's going to be a lot to worry about by the time Clint hits that area of the cycle. What's Jason Dominguez? Is Aaron Hicks still on the team? Like there, there are guys in the, there are already guys in the system who are going to be competing with time for Clint. So definitely not this off season. I don't think there'll be a, a time in free agency when uh, Clint, you know, pre his actual free agency cycle gets serious extension talks. Let's go dangerous here. What about Aaron judge? Uh, 28 years old, two more seasons under contract for now. It's got a lot to prove entering 2021. We talked about this the other day. Does Aaron judge get extended? If so, when, and for how much? Uh, I mean, I don't think he does, but I, I want, I want to be the Yankees front office right now. I would extend him right now. 
and I would probably try to do it in the eight year, 150 million range. Why? Because you know that judge at the very least is going to be able to give you quality at bats. And he's probably going to be a solid fielder for I'm sorry, quality at bats for, you know, the next eight years. Um, and he's also going to be able to probably give you some long, a, a decent amount of longevity in the field based on his athletic ability. I'm not saying that his injuries aren't a worry. I think his injuries are a worry. However, if you're going to talk about Aaron judge and his ceiling, Aaron judge is probably a $30 million a year player. If he's healthy, if you can get him for seven or eight years in the 140, 150 range and extend him now and guarantee him that security and guarantee him that money. I think he goes back and his agents and they all look at it and they wonder if that's a good idea. And then you're looking at paying him in the 18 to 20 million range as the Yankees, you have this guy who's the face of kind of the franchise. All the fans love him. He's already in all these New York commercials. I think also his agents might look at him and be like, look, dude, you're in the New York market for the next decade. Like we're going to make a killing on advertising, on appearances, on whatever it's going to be. So I think that I think that should be the move. I, I know that the Yankees are in a different mindset because you want to see him at least get one more healthy year under his belt. Um, but I'm going to be a risk taker here and think that he should be extended around that figure. Um, and I think that he would consider it. I think there's a pretty damn good chance Judge has extended after 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a reason nobody's talking right now. I get it. Understandable. Weird pandemic year. Judge wasn't even healthy in the weird pandemic year. Let's see what he does. Uh, That being said, I really don't see him leaving New York. We could talk all we want about how much pressure he's under. I just don't, I don't see any other team exploring Aaron Judge and valuing him in the same way that the Yankees do. Uh, Unless it's like if the Oakland A's somehow get money on the books and they're like, come home, Linden, California boy. And he's like, I mean, I guess, what are you going to pay me? Like they, they, they just don't pay that premium for anybody. And I don't think they're going to pay it for an aging Aaron Judge. Who's scheduled to hit free agency right now at 31 years old uh, or 31. He'll be 31 entering the first season of his new contract after free agency. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel like something the A's would do. The San Francisco Giants. Interesting. My eyebrows are up, but I do not think he ultimately leaves the Yankees. And I do think he's getting 30 to 35 mil annually. Why not just buy out his last year of ARB, which is said to be a Mookie Betts crazy record setting number anyway. Like that'll be a $25 million one year contract. If you don't buy it out, Honestly, I say go five years, 175, um, pay him through, you know, 35 and then sure. one year it from there on out the Jeter style fat one year, $30 million contracts or two years, 60 or whatever play out the string. That's where I am for judge. But I think not Damn. this year, next year, and it's probably going to happen, but watch this space. See what the San Francisco giants do at shortstop. If they don't sign a mega contract guy and the Yankees don't extend judge two years from now, watch that match. Uh, all right. Controversy alert, Gary Sanchez. Extension, not extension. What's the money look like and where is he getting it from? (laughs) Where is he getting it? I mean, dude, you've been generous this whole time. I don't know what the hell you're going to offer Gary right now. Uh, No chance he's getting an extension. I think he... I think you might be able to talk yourself into potentially giving him him an extension next offseason if he were to bounce back um, and produce, you know, 2017 numbers. Uh, that's the only way I could see it happening. Uh, and money wise, I don't see him making more than 9 million a season or 10 million a season. It, even if he were to blow the doors off next year, uh, his arbitration numbers are inflated. 
based on his performances from earlier on in his career and the first half of 2019. Uh, I think if he was, if he happened to be a free agent, any of those years, he's looking at, you know, one year, $4 million deals or, you know, two, two years, $9 million deals from somebody Uh, no chance. He's going to get extended. He's been on, he's been, you know, in hot water for the last two and a half years or so on and off. Um, And the only way is if he were to rebound in the most epic way possible. Uh, Because based on everything you've heard from the front office, not really giving him a vote of confidence. I don't see why that they'd be willing to do anything at this point. Yeah. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. No chance. Uh, Unless he literally hits 35 to 40 homers this year and bats 260, but before the season, no way after the season, you know, if he hits those crazy benchmarks, 15% chance, I, I got my eye on Salvador Perez. I, I, I understand like he may never leave Kansas City, but there are other catchers I'd rather have on the market. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just feels like watch the Mariners turn the corner and watch them throw, you know, 15 to 18 mil annually at Sanchez for, for a couple of years, see what happens. I think Sanchez, there's the odds he gets non-tendered this offseason are much higher than the odds he gets extended by the Yankees. Yep. Uh, and I do feel like, he, you know, he might eventually slip into that Wilson Ramos money zone. I hate this. Gary Sanchez should be the Yankees starting catcher. He should be an all-star six times in the next 10 years. But uh, here's where we are, unfortunately. Uh, last up on the list, Luke Voigt, diamond in the rough. Yankees found him. First baseman is probably the easiest position to fill. It's a big power hitting dude burly man there's a lot of good a lot of teams have good first baseman but not a lot of teams have al home run leaders at first base at what point do the yankees pay the piper with luke voigt and do you think they do luke voigt's a tough scenario if i'm the yankees i try to extend him right now uh i think a five-year 60 million dollar deal to just extension for starting uh for 2022 because he's already getting paid i think like 4.7 million this year another super two guy four years of arbitration you probably want to buy those years out, assuming, you know, if they have these, if Luke Floyd has another, you know, bang up season like he did this year, 22 home runs in 56 games or this past year, that's incredible. So assuming that the Yankees can stay healthy and he has that protection in the lineup, he's going to be awesome. I think 12 million a year is kind of fair for Voight. I don't think I'm being mean. He's th- he's, this is his age 30 season coming up. He didn't debut until he was 26. And he's only played in 283 career games across four seasons. So I know his 213 games with the Yankees ever since coming over uh, from that trade with the Cardinals back in 2018 have been incredible. 279 with a 915 OPS, 57 bombs, 147 RBIs. He plays a serviceable first base. You'd like to see his defense tighten up a little bit more. But he is, I know first basemen are easy to come by, like you just said, but he's a little bit different. He's built different. The guy's an animal. Uh, he's, He's a vocal leader on the Yankees. Um, the fans love him. That's another with all these, if the fans love you, like there's just no reason for the front office to not act on this right now. Everybody, there's not a single person that doesn't not like Luke Voigt. And he lit the fire under the Yankees ass last year when they were having that awful stretch in August in late August and early September. So I think this guy could be a, a leader for the next five, six years. And I think you try to coax him into doing this. You buy out a couple of his free agent years and you give the guy security. He's already 30 years old. So book it. Yeah, I'm a four years 50 guy for Luke Voigt. You could talk me up to four years 55 with some escalators. He honestly might win like a home run title during his time with the Yankees. He he is probably not going to win an AL MVP because they don't usually vote for first baseman, uh, except for Freddie Freeman just won it and Jose Abreu. uh, Yeah, I guess. (laughs) 
They oh, I guess they exclusively vote for first baseman. Uh, get out of town. Um, but I do feel like he could get some. He could get some real nods, like all star stuff, opportunity for good bonuses for Luke Voigt. and like you said, the clubhouse thing cannot be underrated. Uh, he really is the kind of like hard ass who the Yankees dynasty had in the late nineties, early two thousands. They could really use Luke Voigt for a long time. You can't risk paying another DH when you're paying Giancarlo Stanton, but you could definitely risk paying Luke Voigt through age 34 or maybe 35. So I would get this one done this off season and I would do 12 mil or so 12 and a half mil annually with some escalators. That's it. We just extended all of the Yankees except Gary Sanchez. That's it for this Friday edition of the Yanks go yard podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold. Except this one is free. Make sure to drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. If that question is, how can we pay you for your podcast? That'd be great. Venmo me. I'm at Adam Weinrib on Venmo. There's a dash in the middle. And I'm at Adam Weinrib on normal social media, which is Twitter. Thomas, where can they find you? At Tommy's Takes. And you can also find us on the official Yanks Guard Twitter account at Yanks Guard FS. You can talk shit to both me and Adam on there. And we're there. Yeah, we're, we're there all the time. And you can head on over to yanksgoyard.com. We got all the content coming your way. I know it's barren right now, but we're coming up with some cool topics and it's in your best interest to read it. So until then, enjoy your pizza Friday and the rest of the weekend, folks. Like Donald Trump's tall son, it is extremely barren, but we do thank you for staying with us. We'll see you Monday. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Wait, every time you wake up is the same day? That's terrible. Yeah, don't worry. I call Progressive. Their 24-7 protection still works, even if my day does last forever. Yeah, but don't you want it to end? Are you kidding? I win the lottery whenever I want and never regret anything. It's the best. Yeah, that's a good point. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.